I just think he's full of SH1T at times. It's like, you know, quoting Kipling to players doesn't work. Rudyard Kipling, probably Mr Kipling would have been better. OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. I signed for them after the Euros and after my first day's training I was driving home, I was actually thinking, regretting it, what have I done? I like I walked into a circus. It's amazing, isn't it? Alright, let's get into it. Is Mo Salah telling us he's not going or is he telling us that he's actually one of the smartest athletes in the world? He's looked at what's happened, he's decided, I want 100 million, I'm not going to get it from Liverpool, I'm going to get it from somebody else. Mo Salah, commercial genius, Phil, I put it to you. Uh, well, he, he said he's staying for next season and I kind of, I have felt over the last few months that that's what was going to happen, where he will leave on a free transfer next summer. And... Liverpool will have got a hell of a lot out of him. Uh, success, you know, in terms of silverware, all the goals that he scored, and then they will look at somebody to replace him with a better age profile. And it kind of looks like they're going in the same route then with Mane. Obviously, Mane wasn't. Uh, he he didn't answer the question yesterday. Salah kind of was. Um, Salah has been quite honest in uh, the last few weeks. Obviously. The, the Real Madrid comments came up again when Jordan Henderson was beside him yesterday in the presser about when he was asked after they beat VRL, who do you want to play? And he said Real Madrid, where I think the BT team that night were quite surprised that he would actually say that. And Well, because it was unpatriotic. Why didn't you name the English team? What? Well, how can you not name the English team? It's like, well, because, you know, I'm not English. Is the Salah thing not just a reaction to the over sanitization of interviews anyway and players being unbelievably boring yeah, that's and what happens it, ca- it catches you off guard one thing that's a, a 2 out of 10 on the Richter scale of interest is all of a sudden a massive earthquake of, yeah. of the storyline I suspect the only part of it that, that might not be true is that perhaps Real Madrid have brought it up and they are genuinely using it as some kind of weird fuel if, if the lockdown taught us one thing it's that professional athletes have this weird hypersensitive streak in them that turns the smallest thing into a massive thing for no reason because it gives them a tiny edge like their lives are pretty boring their lives are like repetitive set of fitness athletics tactics technical stuff and then all of a sudden a tiny little bit of something gets introduced into it and it's like Michael Jordan Last Dance is your prime example just anything you're looking for just you know somebody didn't hold the door for you it's like and I took that personally well you could say that there's a hypersensitivity around Mo Salah bringing up Real Madrid in the first place given yeah. the man who injured him doesn't even play for the club anymore yeah but also given what happened and how that final unfolded after Salah went off and, and Karius so Liverpool will be um, looking forward to it as well but um, yeah it's, it's a very different situation now because I remember watching that game in 2018 and when Salah went off there was a feeling that Liverpool are screwed here Whereas Salah hasn't been playing the last few games. I know he came on against Wolves, but he came off in the, the FA Cup final and there wasn't that sense of, well, Liverpool are screwed here yeah. because now they have the cover. And I think I, I've said it, and I, I'm sure I will say it for the next few years, that in terms of contracts, the likes of Salah, Mane, whoever it is, the most important contract at Liverpool is Jurgen Klopp. He is signed on the dotted line, so... I would trust Jurgen Klopp to get it right well, regardless of what happens. Here's the thing. They're, they're going to have these two players now for one more year and the two players should absolutely be trying their eye strings out to be as good as they possibly can for that year because it adds extra millions. Like literally every extra goal and good performance they put in adds tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands to what they can demand for free 
to the next club who are like, oh, we're going to get you at something approximating your peak for two or three seasons. Like Mo Salah looks like he can do this, given that his game isn't based on extreme pace. Like he could easily go on to have a Ronaldo-esque career into his mid to late thirties. That's not yeah. Not I don't know. Possibility. I, well, I think most. I don't know if Mo Salah is going to emulate what he's done at Liverpool elsewhere. I think the way Liverpool play is perfect for Mo Salah. So I think Mo Salah needs Liverpool, and obviously in the last since he's joined Liverpool, have needed Mo Salah. I think Mane has a bit more versatility. It'll be interesting to see what happens on Saturday. See, he, he, you know, he said yesterday, you know, we'll talk about my future after the Champions League final. But if Liverpool lose on Saturday, is he even going to do any press? If they win, he's going to be. Well, what, what are we assuming that he's going to run down his contract and do? Well, you'd imagine that's what he's going to do because to Liverpool then try and sell him to cash in. But is he going to move before a World Cup? He's got a World Cup with Senegal in November. Does he want to move and try and feel his way into a new club just before a World Cup? He needs to be at his best going into that World Cup. Yeah, again, I think from Liverpool's perspective, you're thinking we've got to try and win the league next year yeah. to halt City's gallop. Having these two for that season really benefits us, and we'll sign players who we think will be their replacements. Yeah. Absolutely. Sir Firmino's out of contract as well next summer. So that's your famed front three Got all it. out of contract. But now you've got Luis Diaz. And as good as Diaz has been, like he's been like a wild card addition to this Liverpool attack. He wasn't meant to be signed in January. They had to move quickly on him because of Tottenham's interest. So can you imagine what he's going to be like when he gets pre-season with Klopp in terms of an understanding of exactly what they want him to do? It's almost like they've said, go out and do what you're good at doing, and he's been sensational. But imagine what happens when he builds relationships with his teammates in terms of communication. We know that you know, he hasn't got a grasp of the language yet. Um, like football, obviously, you know, footballers are clever enough to know on the pitch what works and what doesn't. The but language of love. I think when he starts scoring goals, I think he, like, he just goes to an even different level. Yeah, OK. So it's not, it's not the crisis that it would have been. And, Absolutely not. And no. so, again, just to... to Clarify, Salah said he's going to stay for the season, run his contract down, and we'll see what happens after that. Speculation will be wild for the next 12 months about where he ends up. Yeah. The same thing's going to happen with Sadio Mane, in your view, or do Liverpool try and cash in? I think if they do try and cash in, how much are you going to get for, for Mane? 55, 65. I mean, do they, do they have... I, I would have, you'd be very surprised if, if Mane has made it clear that he wants to leave, then Liverpool are going to have somebody else lined up. But... I just think it would be, I don't know, like, I can't see Manny wanting to leave when S- say, this say World Cup like, is coming well, you can't stay, sorry, you've, you've made it clear that'll be two going for free next year. We've got some, we need to keep some money going in. Mm. Uh, what, what would be an acceptable fee, in your mind, for Liverpool to receive for him so that you don't have him next season? I think, yeah, anything above, above 40. Funnily enough, I think if I was a club looking to buy Salah or Manny, I would go for Manny. He's younger. He's he's a little bit younger, but he's also, as I said, he's more versatile. That He started out his Liverpool career on the right, then moved to the left. Now this season, you've seen how good he is through the centre. Okay. And so I just think he would he would give you more um, versatility if you were a buying club. Okay. Uh, right. Kylian Mbappe, takeaways? Um. <laughs> he's going to be a very rich footballer. What happens if he turns out to be a great manager as well? Very unlikely, right? Yeah. Very unlikely. But what, what if what if they get a manager who understands this is the crack with him? 
Yeah, look, he's, what, he's 23. He signed another three years. He has four league titles with PSG. He's got the one with Monaco as well. So he's going to win another three. So is he basically signing this contract to say, I have three years to win the Champions League? And if I don't win it with PSG in those three years, then I'm out of here. I think that was a big case to be made by Al-Khalafi when he was making a case to Mbappe's mom. It was like, he's still young. And that, I think that was a key component in all of this, that he still got a, a number of opportunities to do it in Paris. If, if you're a, a prospective manager for PSG, or maybe just a pre- prospective manager in general, is it not a great time to just take over PSG? Because you've got a guy who you can blame everything on. You can say, well, he was calling the shots. If, it, like, I'm not saying they're going to do this. But if you're a Thierry Henry looking to you know reinvigorate yeah. a, a career, Good you shout. could absolutely hop on the bandwagon at PSG and uh, Jesus, be, get on the phone. That's be like, a, I'm the Mbappe whisperer. I haven't seen this anywhere. Is it is it yours? It is. Well, I just came up with it there. All right. Wow. Okay. If I type in uh, Thierry Henry PSG into Twitter, it's so ludicrous. It might just work. Will uh, has anybody else suggested it? Uh, but there's be uh, no. It's just Thierry Henry headline saying Kylian Mbappe staying at PSG. It's massive. He has been speaking about the new contract. When you play for a big club, you don't walk away from a big club, he says. So I don't know. Just some. I'm not saying it would be a bandwagon for Henri to hop on. But, well, yeah. I mean, no, nobody's still bitter about that at Arsenal. <laughs> I mean, Monaco, obviously not a big club. Juventus, obviously not a big club. Arsenal, obviously not a big club. In fairness, maybe he's right. Maybe the only big club we played for along the way was actually... Barcelona. Yeah. Um, or is he Dan can do it after the World Cup? Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the talk so they coming just out of PSG keep, at the moment isn't Zidane. And keep Pochettino, but then find an excuse to sack him. Yeah, it, see, and then if you're Mbappe and you're playing in... They need Zidane French, not to get the France job, really. That's what the whole World Cup thing is about. They need to make sure that he's not going to... that something else is going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd be more confident that Zidane would be managing France ahead of PSG. Right. But if you're Mbappe, you're going to be playing in the French League for the next few seasons you're going to walk that every season and then it's all about the Champions League and sometimes what happens is because they have this team of stars but you know some would say spoiled stars that when it comes to the fight in the Champions League they get done and that could happen for the next three seasons but it is becoming Paddy Andrews says he wouldn't accept that excuse from Kerry I don't think we can accept that excuse from PSG There, there are no excuses if you're being pumped with the money that they've absolutely there should be no excuse themselves Manchester City and Newcastle United eventually yeah. in three or four years time if it takes that long will have the same lack of excuses just on like who the uh, on the where PSG might actually go from here so the incoming director of football sporting director whatever that is Luis Campos who is who is Portuguese and uh, Ruben Amarim Amarim of uh, Sporting, sporting is a uh, name that's been linked yeah. with it so is that I'm not sure is that just uh, a sort of convenience sort of uh, Portuguese man appoints Portuguese successor like Le Parisien is the, the place I'm reading it from that, mm. that, that uh, have linked them as one of the front runners um, yeah no that, that's the name that I've I've seen linked to the job and you know, you obviously the, the Portuguese link, but also you've a really good coach there who, you know, going from Sporting to PSG is a big step, but has he got that profile where he says, yeah, I'd be willing to be part of this, but I, I know who's the boss around here. And is that a good environment to go into? Well, maybe he thinks that he's not going to get a better opportunity yeah, to manage one of... It's the, hard to know. Like, if, if for example... Uh, Mbappe being the big star means that you get rid of the the Neymars of the world who are just there to like 
to try and be the big dog and actually it pairs down to only players who want to play with Kylian Mbappe and those players are all young and hungry and look forward to being led by him there is a world in which that works there's that, those worlds yeah. in, in the vast majority of cases where this happens in football it hasn't worked in basketball it works all the time where there's one totemic figure who gets everybody together and says you need to come and play with me and like generally they know exactly what they want now I'm not saying he's a, a tactical mastermind who's going to be able to set a team up for a Catenaccio style nil all away from home in a Champions League semi-final to see you through but that's what you bring the manager in for and you hope that like so if they stop signing superstar Galacticos who are past it and uh, stop indulging the Neymars of the world can they stop themselves though when I, they have so much money and they think yeah we'll do that why not let's get Messi in you know, we, they obviously have Neymar. Somebody else will come up to think, yeah, wouldn't mind that. B- because they like to flex their muscles. They haven't got... They should sell Messi now. Or let him go this summer. Mm. Really. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, well, I think that Messi as well is probably looking around at the situation and thinking, who's the big dog in this dressing room now? And it's, Well, it's it, not him anymore. No. no. And I, I don't. maybe you can make a case that it barely was him and he arrives, despite the fanfare that he arrived to. I'm not sure if I do agree with the fact, though, that you know it'll work out one way or the other with this sort of totemic figure trying to build a team around but him. It could be a disaster. It, it could be a complete disaster. And, like, it, does it work in the NBA? Like, I mean, LeBron's Lakers maybe is the one example where it did but I think by and large what we've seen in recent years is uh, some disastrous scenarios where one individual oh, figure tries Miami. Uh, like, I guess so, but like, there's a big three there but like if you look at Golden State for example that's very much a team and it's, it's not based on headlines it's based on incredibly gifted athletes and, and, and a good blend of attack and defence like Milwaukee winning last year is a, is a great example where they have their superstar and then they've got a load of players who are su- substantially lower profile than him um, doing the hard yards not that Giannis wasn't doing that himself but there, there was just more of a, a sense to the proceedings whereas the sort of FIFA approach to football teams it just hasn't worked I don't think no I just think you just at that final step you just get caught out because teams are teams teams are teams and you all have to be running in the same direction and that's is there a scenario where Deschamps takes over after the World Cup yeah he's never been seen as a particularly brilliant manager but like maybe it's the Ancelotti style manager that they need here maybe that's what they need again they had him I know yeah I said it just seems that whoever's there they just can't get over that that final hurdle. Well, they've only been in the final. Is one. is the Marseille thing something that will put off PSG fans? Possibly, and they're 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 not shy the the PSG fans about um, voicing their opinion. But manager yeah. as well as player, Marseille yeah. like the I, first club you associated them with. Yeah, I, I I still think like when a push comes to shove when you get to the latter stages of the Champions League PSG will still just not be able to get it done Okay, let's very quickly move on we've got like we're way over time quick ones on this right will Ten Hag get the band back together Frankie de Jong move is in doubt they're looking at I've seen them linked with two of the Ajax defence and now uh, an attacker as well Anthony is the one that they've been linked with in terms of attack and he's just your your modern day winger, right winger, left footed, cuts inside, but not explosive pace wise. But Ten Hag didn't have explosive wingers where you don't have to be able to take on players. It's you obviously let the ball do the work, you create overlaps and that's how you 
you, you create numbers on, on overlaps and that's how you get in behind defences and set up chances. So um, he is a really good player. He's been linked with a few of the Premier League clubs. Liverpool were, were mentioned as well. Maybe it was when the, the speculation about Salah. Newcastle obviously are always going to be linked with players now because they're obviously very rich. rich. Uh, Frankie de Jong, any of that kind of stuff happening? De Ligt? I mean, De Ligt would be good, right? Yeah, fr- I think um, Frankie de Jong would be a better signing in terms of they need him more. Because if they, if they get their midfield right, then the defence isn't as exposed. And I think another thing that Ten Hag is going to do is he's going to get them fit. United have not been... like There's fitness levels and then there's just different levels, which is where the likes of... Liverpool and Manchester City are. Um, even Leeds are obviously the ones that cover the most ground. United haven't been able to consistently do it. Opposition managers have said it. Hassan Hootel said it. Bruno Lage said it. Ranić obviously said it as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. And uh, Declan Rice isn't going to move this summer, is he? I don't know. I, I kind of feel he's in that category of England players that's going to get priced out of a move for a while. So but if I was Declan Rice, I'd be running my contract down. I'd two be years. Like, making sure. And it's, again, somebody gave him bad advice. If he'd stayed with Ireland, he'd be free now. They wouldn't have given him all those big long-term deals, and he'd be. He'd also probably, if he was stay with Ireland, he'd probably be. You'd be quoted at twenty million from. Uh, and he'd be getting all the cash. Yeah. Phil, good stuff. That's this week's. That's today's deal or no deal. But we're back properly. I signed for them after the Euros, and after my first day's training, I was driving home. I was actually thinking, regretting it. What have I done? I was like I walked into a circus. It's amazing, isn't it? 